0: Hey everyone, my name is Dr. Dolores Tarver. I am a licensed psychologist here in Georgia. And yes, y'all, it's time for this tea. Tea time with Dr. Tarver is a wellness podcast. It is not intended to be a substitute for a relationship with a licensed mental health practitioner. Welcome to August, everyone. We have made it. I know some of you are struggling because school has started or will be soon starting and you are thinking where? has the time gone. As mama used to say, the older you get, the faster time goes. We are here in August, and August is Happiness Happens Month. So you may not have heard that before. I know I hadn't. I was quite surprised when I saw it, and I thought, what a perfect topic for a podcast for the month of August is focusing on things that make us happy, give us joy, or things that interfere with us being happy and joyful and so what are we going to be talking about today we are going to be addressing the topic who hugs the hugger the downside of being the one so a few podcasts ago i was talking to you all about family roles and you know that's one of my favorite things to address is those families of origin because that's where we learn so much about who we are and how we show up in relationships with other people But one of the things that comes out of that, of course, is sometimes you are the one in the family. You may be the responsible one, the dependable one, the one who fixes and problem solves. You may be the one that knows a little bit of something about everything. And so people are constantly coming to you for guidance or reassurance, the listening ear. Uh, That person who, when people have something that they're struggling with, they immediately think of you. Now, they don't necessarily think to check on you to see how you are doing, but they do frequently come to you for things. And unfortunately, we can get to a point in our lives where we exist in that space for so long, it becomes very difficult for us to get our needs met by other people. And as we have seen during this Olympics, we've talked a lot about athletes and mental health as we focused on Simone Biles a good bit people always have opinions right but one of the things that I think has come out of that are these conversations about what it means to be strong what it means to put yourself first and are we in a position where we are choosing others over ourselves so I feel like now I owe you something or I should show up for you in this way and so now as I need then people are looking at me like well Uh, You're supposed to be able to handle that that comes with the territory. And what are we doing that may be giving people this message that we don't need support as well? So we're pouring into others, but who is pouring into us? Now, let me be very clear that all of us have gifts and talents and purposes. And in no way am I suggesting that you should not give of those talents. I know that you all are checking in on those family members. You may be the person that makes sure grandma has her medication. You may be the person that's out there volunteering in the community, working hard to make sure our young people have needed supplies and resources. You may be the person that is advocating for our juveniles so they don't end up getting put into a system that they can't get out of in our justice world. You may be out here making sure that we are having resources when we get into financial debt and situations. And you may be providing of your time and talents trying to ensure that people are growing and being healthy. So yes, please do walk in your gifts and your purpose. At the same time, one of the things that ends up happening for us as human beings is it's important for us to understand how growth and development happens. So part of it is yes, I am walking in my purpose. Another part of it, the most important part, is being able to take care of myself, making sure that I'm okay and recognizing that I'm not always going to be okay and that I'm going to need support. It's important for us to treat other people with kindness. It is also important for us to have that kindness extended to us. And I know we have a lot of us have grown up with the um, love thyself as thy neighbor philosophies. And they come from this good place of seeing people. But sometimes what we internalize is that means that I'm invisible. And so as we think about those family roles and being the person who is the financial planner or the person who, hey, do you know where I can get a deal on this? Or I had this situation come up. This came in the mail. And you're constantly being pulled at in terms of, hey, I need some assistance, then again, am I really focusing on my health? Who is actually calling to just ask how I'm doing? We don't want to get to the point that us taking care of other people comes at such a high cost that it's harming us. We've talked before about I can't rescue you if rescuing you is going to take me out, (laughs) right? So here I am trying to pull you up and you're pulling me down. So it's really important that we do address some of these negative perceptions we have about what it means to be available to other people. We have to make space to first be available for ourselves and also making sure that we have people in our lives who can be available to you. So let me give you some examples of times where I think people have gotten overextended and it it been detrimental to their mental health. So Again, I've mentioned the fiscally responsible one in the family. This is one who often feels um, neglected and devalued and as if they don't have support. So you get in a financial bind. You call me because you know, hey, or you think anyway, a, and a lot of times people are counting our coins. They don't know what we actually have going on. But you say to me, hey, uh, I'm in a situation, would you mind loaning me some money? And you're like, okay, yeah, I got you. How much do you need? You. Give the person what they asked for. And then what ends up happening sometimes for people is that person doesn't pay you back or they don't pay you back in the timeline that they said they were going to pay you back. And people will get uh, perceptions in their heads about, well, you don't need the money so I can take my time or I'm going to take care of these other things that I prioritize as opposed to paying you back. And you see people getting really resentful when you owe a person money, but I see you out on social media, you floss and you got all of these new things, you're taking people out, you're making it rain out here for other folks, giving them resources and money, but you haven't given me my money back. And what does that feel like to me? What do I internalize about that? How do you value me? You only call me when you need something. There isn't any other thing that you uh, utilize our relationship for other than to bail you out. And then there is never really a plan in place for how you're not going to continue to end up in this situation. You just simply expect that I should be available to you whenever you need me to be. Or perhaps you're the one that calls and checks on everyone in the family. So every week you make sure you call, starting from the heads of the families, whether that's our matriarchs or patriarchs that are our grandparents, on down to the newest baby that was born. Hey, how's little one doing? But in doing that, and people are always, oh, it's good to hear from, thank you for checking on me. They dump all these things onto you and tell you everything that's going on with them. And no one asks how you're doing, or when they do ask how you're doing, it is only in a superficial way of, now let me get to what I really want to address, which is what's going on with me. Then you may attempt to have a conversation with them and tell them what's going on with you, and yet they divert that conversation right back to being about them, or they rush you off the phone, or they tell you they'll talk to you later, and they'll get back to you, and oh, so sorry to hear that, and then they've moved on. How did we get there? How do we end up in this position where people see us as this one and expect us to pour into them and to give to them? I remember reading a statement from another athlete, uh, and a lot of the statements were made about Simone Biles were from people who are not even athletes, um, and, I, and I, I love social media so much because um, the savagery that people will say you cannot even turn a cartwheel, yet you're giving advice. I digress. Um, So some of the feedback was, hey, you're an elite athlete. You've been paid these endorsements. We expect you to show up. We don't care about what you have going on. And that is sometimes the message that we receive from other people. I don't care what you have going on. I expect you to show up for me when I want you to be there. And so sometimes what ends up happening, how we got here, is there is this perception that I should be taking care of people. I'm obligated. I'm responsible for And we talk in families a lot about, hey, take care of your brother, take care of your sister, take care of your auntie, take care of grandma. And so what we'll internalize is that means take care of you no matter what the cost is to me. And so when you get in a situation, I feel like I'm supposed to take care of you. I should be taking care of you. It is my duty and obligation to take care of you. When essentially I don't have the resources to keep giving, 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 pouring into you without it taking away from and depleting me. Another thing that ends up happening for us is that we lack trust. Essentially, we're fearful. We don't believe that people can show up and be there for us in the ways we are there for them. I feel like that person can't handle it. Well, I don't want to bring people down. I don't want to bother people. I don't want to be a burden. And essentially what I'm saying is I don't trust that you can be able to actually deal with me. handle me I'm too much if you really knew everything that was going on with me how would it allow you to perceive me what would I look like in your eyes because we are sometimes fearful of people knowing that we are not perfect or thinking that we don't have it all together or recognizing that we struggle to we want to have that image and we work really hard to protect it so we never allow people to actually see our flaws our faults our difficulties our challenges We only want them to have a perception that we're winning, we're living this life, which is not authentic to us. And it definitely is not authentic in a relationship with other people. We've been rejected, we've been hurt, we've been disappointed, we've been let down. And we don't want to be in that position again. So if I don't put myself out there, then I can't be hurt. I don't want to be alone. I feel like if I serve other people, if I'm constantly giving of myself, then people will show up for me when I really do need them. And the reality is, no, they won't, because we've never asked them to, and we definitely haven't required them to. Unrealistic expectations, right? We expect other people to be like we are, and they're not going to be like we are if we don't put any kind of requirements out there. You all know with any job, there's a job training, well, there should be a training and an orientation where you understand who this company is that you've come to work for and what your role is going to be. The same thing is true for our relationships with other people. We have to orient people to who we are, and a lot of times we have an expectation that people should just know, well, you've been around me long enough, you see how I move and how I operate, and so why aren't you just doing that? And That is not realistic for people. You have to give them adequate training if you're going to then later evaluate them. We undercommunicate, and a lot of times we think we're communicating, but we're not really. You may remember being a kid and saying oh I sure would like some when you wanted something maybe it was a, a, a dessert or a treat or a toy or something you wanted to play with something I sure would like to play with that I sure would like to have a little bit of that you'll even see uh, older people doing that too and, and what that really is is I'm not asking you directly for what I want but I think if I hint around enough you should pick it up I will tell you that that is not an effective strategy And you all probably have experienced that if you utilize that as your strategy, because it is not direct. It doesn't tell a person what you actually need. It just makes a suggestion. And that means that people can or cannot honor that suggestion. And we sometimes ask not the question that we really want, but we ask other questions. Right. We call this beating around the bush. I'm really circumventing what I really want to know or what I really want to share with you and saying some other things. And so here I am talking with you in a conversation in third person about somebody else. That's really me. And I'm saying, wow, you know, it was really nice. These people showed up, helped this person clean up their house. They had just had a loss and they were so overwhelmed. And how sweet was it that people really came over just when they needed it. And you expect somebody to pick up from that. They are not picking up from that. Or you ask a question like, how would you feel if somebody, um, Came and did that for you. Well, don't you think that would be nice? And they're like, yeah, okay. And and because they're not at all making any connection about that's what you need, because you haven't directly again expressed what you need. So how do we do this different? So we're gonna talk about how we can check on people. Check on your one, that strong one, that responsible one, that caring one, whoever that one is. How do I check on this person? who may not feel like they really can get what they need. Like, I want to show up and be a better person, and I want to make sure that people in my life feel like it's a reciprocal relationship and that I'm present for them. So what can I do to make sure that I'm checking on these people that are always checking on me, right? I'm hugging this hugger. I'm checking on the checker. What can I do for that? Calls or texts are always an easy way to do that. It is really nice sometimes to just simply get a message from someone or a call from someone. Hey, I was just thinking about you, checking on you wanted to know how you're doing, and it is really important to follow up with people about what they have going on in their lives, how are your children doing, how's your partner doing, how's that new job working out for you, you still job searching, you need any help with that, recommendations, making sure that you are, are investing in what they have that's important in their lives, that's one of the ways that we can show up for folks, hey, what you got going on that's important, you know what, I'm going to come to your event, i want to i want to make sure that i support you if nothing else just see my face in the crowd so you know that you have somebody there that's rooting for you if i can't come i'll send something you know what you're getting that event catered let me take care of that for you or i know you've got a big test coming up i just wanted to call and pray with you i know sometimes you get that test anxiety so i wanted to make sure that i gave you an affirming word before you go into it everything doesn't have to be financial but giving up your time your talent sometimes hey you know what i know you're trying to get that garage cleaned out and it's been so tough because you've had so much going on. I'm free this weekend. I got a couple of hours you want me to come over and help. So just offering to people some things that could be helpful for them, practical things. Oftentimes when we are going through things as people, we really would like for some folks to just ease the burden, right? So for example, we talked about grief and loss and how important it is. You can't fix it. You can't bring this person back. You cannot say enough words that are going to heal my hurt. But it may be really important to me to have a clean house or to make sure I got food to eat or that the clothes are washed or that you grab the kids or you take the dogs. Something that you're doing just practically to help me in this difficult situation. We don't always have to have the right words. Sometimes I just need to sit and listen, show up for you. And I may just do that. Hey, I don't want to invade your space, but if you just want to have somebody around, I'm happy to just sit there. We don't have to talk. I can just be. Or if you want to talk, we can. I'm just here to listen, be here for you. Those kind of things really matter to folks, especially when people have a hard time being able to ask for things from people. When you are one of those ones, a strong one, the the supportive one, the one that problem solves, sometimes it's really difficult for you to be able to actually ask people to help you. So, we give people an open space, an invitation, if you will, to be able to share with us. So when they say, oh, I'm doing fine, when we ask how they're doing, then you say, no, you're not. How are you really doing? You've had a lot of tough stuff happen. What's going on with you? Let's talk about it. Well, and they may try to circumvent the conversation back to you. and, no, I don't want to. Well, I want to hear. So go ahead, because you are a person that doesn't share a lot of what's going on with you. So, and I want to hear about you because you matter to me. Giving them that opportunity, that opening, can make a world of difference to someone who may be used to being on the other side of giving, but having a harder time of being on that other side of receiving. Send a card, send some flowers. Nice gestures always help. People like to just be thought about it. Don't judge people. When they come to you and recognize that it is hard for people to share their struggles, things they're embarrassed about or shameful about. And in, in, in sharing with you, the last thing they need is for you to get on your high horse and tell them all the ways that they messed up. People are in enough pain. They don't need you to give them more pain. Just listen. You don't have to fix it. You don't have to offer recommendations. And I know that's hard for us to do. I struggle with that myself sometimes, too. Like, oh, let me let me give you some solutions. No, let me just listen to where you are, because maybe that's just all you need in this moment. Be persistent. It's important that you continue, even if this person doesn't answer the phone that first time you called or several times you called and they're not responding to messages. Don't take that personal. Recognize that they've got a lot going on because here they are out here doing all of these things. That doesn't mean that they don't like being checked on, that you're not important to them and that they don't actually want to get back to you. So follow up. Hey, It's been a couple of weeks. I I called you. I haven't heard back from you. And when they call you back, oh, thank you so much for calling me. I got so busy. You've been on my mind. I've been meaning to call you. And so I'm so glad you called me back. Thank you so much, right? It matters to people that you will show up for them, that you will make sure that you're putting some effort into checking on them and making sure they're okay. And be, be real mindful about not being dismissive of people when they do share things. Like, oh, you'll handle it. You always fix it. You figure it out. You're smart. You're... And don't do that. Allow a person to be able to share whatever that experience is in that moment and their feelings about it. And if they ask for some recommendations or some advice, give it to them. But but don't dismiss them as, well, you don't really need my help because if I'm coming to you, maybe I do. Maybe I do need your help. And so I'm asking you for some suggestions. Be thoughtful enough to to think about some things that would be helpful to me. So now if you're on the other side of this and you're one of those people that has a hard time talking about you and hard time letting people in then here are some recommendations for you so check in with yourself about why you struggle why do i have such a hard time talking to people about me what am i afraid of am i afraid of that rejection am i afraid that People will see me as less than. They won't value me. They won't be able to handle it. And what is my evidence really to support that? I've been there for for people through their struggles. I haven't seen them as less than. I'm still their friend. We still have a great relationship. What makes me think that they don't have the ability to be able to serve in that role for me? Also, it's really important to check in with where you are. In terms of just am I too emotionally full because sometimes we're not in a place to be able to talk to someone you know when you hear really um, something that that is profound information you receive maybe it hits you in a way that you're it makes you fearful or disappointed or you're feeling overwhelmed sometimes in those moments it's hard to first talk to someone because you may need a little time to process it and that's okay so you need to just check in with yourself about, am I ready to have a conversation with someone? Because the last thing I want us to do is when we're in a space where we are ready to talk about something, but we're, we haven't processed through it ourselves, then we go and try to talk to someone and then it's a disaster. I can't express myself in the way that I want to. I'm frustrated. I don't feel like you're understanding me because I haven't really had a chance to really work through it. I'm tired. I haven't eaten. So let me make sure that I'm in a good place first. Before I'm ready to sit down and have a conversation with someone, so I can more effectively communicate what I need. And speaking of which, directly communicating what I need. So I may orient you starting off the conversation, not looking for any recommendations or advice, though I know you do a great job at that. I really just want a listening ear, and and that person will say, okay, I can do that. And when a person starts trying to give you recommendations, or they end up trying to flip the conversation by, oh yeah, I went through that a few weeks hey, I really was um, wanting to get out some of the things that I told you I wanted to share. So, can we just go back to um, picking up where we left off in the conversation about what I was talking about and be, oh, my bad, my bad, my bad. I, I said I was going to listen. You're right. You're right. Let me not make it about me. Sometimes people just need reminders. And we, we take things really personal when we're feeling vulnerable and we're in a sensitive situation. And so, it is often times where we'll say, never mind. I don't even, don't even worry about it and we will stop talking to the person. And I encourage you to push through that. Don't let that be a moment where you say, I'm not going to talk to this person again, give a person an an opportunity, right? Like all of us need to be trained. And when we have bad habits, it takes a little time for us to get out of doing those habits and have some adaptive behaviors that we replace it with. Right? So give a person an opportunity, stop and point it out to them so they can rectify the situation. Now, a lot of times when we are talking to people, um, we give like little, little bits, little, like, so this is the testing that we do. Let me, let me see if you're really ready to have a conversation. So let me put some test information out there. So we're talking for 30 minutes about something that's not relevant. So be mindful that when there are really things that you want to address, make a list, get you some bulleted points, how you want to address this situation with this person so that you can stay focused on what you want to talk about. Remember we talked about we'll go around the world and not really talk about what we really want and then the conversation is over and I didn't address anything and then I'm saying you weren't really there for me but I'd actually ask you what I needed. So make sure that as you're getting prepared for the conversation that you take some time and gather your thoughts so that you can focus directly on that. When you're having that conversation. You also want to check in with people. Are they available to talk? Because we'll call people. They may not necessarily have time to really fully give us. They might be in the middle of giving a kid a bath, making dinner, finishing up at the gym. So we also want to ask people, hey, are you in a place to talk? There's some things I really want to talk to you about. And they may say, you know what? Let me get home, get settled, and I'll give you a call back. Right? So we want to make sure that people are actually in a space to be able to be present with us instead of diving right into something and then they can't attend to us. They can't be fully present. And then we're upset with them. And we internalize that as, see, I can't reach out to anyone. Right. So we do want to set people up for success as well. And I think it's really important for you to think about, are there people in your life who actually could be supportive of you, but you've never given them the opportunity to do so? Or are there people in your life who are not available to you? They haven't been present for you emotionally, physically, socially, personally, uh, financially, and you keep reaching out to them. And then you are now generalizing that no one can be present for you because you keep going to these people who have never been present for you. So we also want to make sure that we're putting ourselves in situations to be around healthy people so that we can have options with whom to talk about what our needs are. I see you strong one, dependable one, financially resourceful one, problem solver. I see you. And I know that it can be hard for us to share our thoughts and feelings and to be able to be vulnerable with people and have people really see us for who we are. They can handle it and we can handle it too. So let some of that weight go. It is holding you down. It is heavy. Release it. Allow someone else to help you carry it. Share the load, but most importantly, be well.